0: Now it's time for me to qualify. My name is Gail, Gail P. I am a compulsive overeater and a hundred pounder. I have neuropathy. I hate standing like this so I'm going to stand like this so that because I can't feel my feet so it's hard to stand still. So anyway, um okay, so I'm Gail P and I'm a compulsive overeater, hundred pounder. Julie, thank you for asking me to sit. Could you mind if I sit? Because I don't, I'm not hiding anything. I just, it's easier for me to sit if I stand for so, sit for so long. Um. Okay, anyway, so I am here this morning to save my life. This is what Overeaters Anonymous has given me. It has saved my life. It is saving my life, working on the steps on a daily basis, and I'm going to go through how that happens. First, I'll qualify. I came into Overeaters Anonymous February 1989. My top weight that I know of is um, 265 pounds, and I the way I came into Overeaters Anonymous, which my, my Eskimo is not here, but I think he comes to this meeting a lot, is Jack. All. Um we were, we were in December of 1988, we were at a Hanukkah party, and apparently we went to high school together. I was so high from food in high school, I didn't know anybody or anything like that, but I, I was told that he was weighed 325 or something in high school. I weighed 240 by high school. So I never noticed him, but anyway, we, we met in um, December of 1988, and I was asking him why he wasn't eating, because he was drinking a styrofoam cup of coffee. I'm drinking tea but he was drinking a styrofoam cup of coffee he was thin and i did not understand how that could be considering he weighed 325 before so i asked him why he wasn't eating and he said i don't eat in between meals and that that just blew me away because that was a hanukkah party i weighed much more than 265 by that time probably but um that really intrigued me so i started talking to him and he was telling me about overuse anonymous i knew that we were at a, we were at a friend's house that um she was in na and she was sober for maybe two or three years by that time so I knew a lot of 12 step people I didn't know what 12 steps were I never took drugs I n- I've never I'm 66 years old I've never had a drink in my life I've never had a full drink I've tasted it I've never drank in a, a drink in my life and um and I never took drugs so therefore but I knew that I was bigger than everybody else in every room I ever walked into so I knew that there was some kind of issue but I didn't know anything was wrong with me I had no idea I thought I was functioning fine I wasn't by the way but anyway so Jack's mailed me because I didn't have email then he mailed me the um, the meeting list of where the meetings were. I went to my first meeting February twentieth, nineteen eighty nine, and I dieted as best I could from the Hanukkah party till I got into OA. And when I got into OA, I was two sixty five. So I'm not sure what my top weight is, but it's higher than two sixty five. But it wasn't it wasn't fun. It wasn't a fun life. So I want to I want to share a little bit of what it was like. My whole life was about I could not stop eating, not up eating, no matter what. I um I grew up in a family there were no Compulsive over, my brother was a compulsive overeater, I guess. But, um, but I grew up in a family that where we, my parents just struggled to make ends meet. They they were not functional people, really, very very. They didn't function very well. So I, being an OCD, wanted to have everything perfectly, and it just drove me crazy because they just were they didn't function well. So something would break in our house, and it never got never got fixed. And for somebody of my temperament, all that stuff makes me really nervous. And all that I just kept eating to to calm my nerves all the time time. So I, my nerves need a calming constantly. I don't do well in a mess. I don't do well with a lot of um, chaos. So um, that's just the way I'm built. So, I, can't, so I, I ate and ate and ate. I worked in a bakery we were very poor. So I worked in a bakery when I was 12. My father's cousin bakery right down the street from here on 3rd in Orlando called Model Bakery and um, where I, I was always having more food than everybody else. And I was 12 years old when I started working in the bakery and I found my drug of choice and I blew up to 240 in high school and what I would do is take the bakery goods home with me and put it in my bedroom and just numb out constantly and that's what I did all through high school and then I got my own apartment and then it went from there it was a mis- it was just a miserable existence because I never learned how to I never learned how to process emotions happiness sadness I never knew how to process it because I went to food for every single my, that was my answer for every problem and it's not the right answer. Answer. It was the only answer I knew, and it was just instinctual that I just went to, to flower So I want to say that when my abstinence is, is my absence st- I'm 30. I'm almost 30 years abstinence. February 21st, I'll be 30 years abstinence um, in OA. And what my abstinence was when I first started was just no binging and eating meals because I had no idea what a meal was. Uh, what I would do before a program would just get a spoon and start digging in as soon as I woke up. There was no boundary. There was no set time for meals ever. <laughs> (laughs) ever when I would go out to dinner with friends I always had dinner before and then would eat dinner with them so just no boundaries with it so what happened was is I got to um, go out I was single 20 29 years ago and what I would do is I would go out to fellowship with all of you and learn what a meal looked like I had no idea really I had no idea I never had one like a a regular plate of food so that was my absence the first maybe 13 years or so was just don't compulsively overeat eat meals eat on a plate just like be a human being for God's sake so I just didn't know how to do that before like you know it's a, a lady you know and Jack always says um, he doesn't eat anything that he can't eat like a gentleman well that was me I just didn't I had to learn how to eat like a lady so I um, and then around I guess 2001 2000 somewhere near 2000 I decided to add foods to my abstinence because even small amounts of flour like croutons would set me off it just make me crazy I was always fighting it so I put flour on my abstinence chips I felt that that wasn't something that a lady is going to want to you know, hand-to-mouth combat was it going to do and of course candy I just don't need any of that stuff and um, right now here's how I do it um, so I, what I did is for um, a year I would just write about putting them on my absence and then I put them on my absence. I think it was around year you know, 2000 two, around 17 years ago I'm not sure, I'm not sure exactly somewhere around there um, right now I'm in the process of I was a vegetarian until last year for like five years vegetarian and vegan it doesn't work for my, my body um, my cholesterol went up over 300, it went up rather than down. Being a vegan, so I, it didn't work for me. So um, I decided to put nuts and seeds and things that my doctor would tell me to eat, but it was also uncomfortable to me. So I started decided to put that on my absence. So what I've been doing is every day I um, write down I'm planning on adding hand to mouth seeds and nuts to my absence list, December 2018, after not having it a year because I stopped having them in December of last year. And so that I get to process this before I actually put it on my list is not a struggle at all all is a decision I already made so I okay let me talk I don't want to talk so much about the disease you all are here on a Saturday morning because you're not here to see me so you're here to save your lives so you know what the disease is like so I don't need to describe it anymore it's like it, it just was so awful I, you know, I didn't have relationships with people I, um, I didn't have a relationship with my family I didn't have friends I didn't date like a normal person I just worked really hard I was very successful at my job and then I would come home and stop on the way I lived in West Hollywood for did I did i live i live in west hollywood. Oh, I west hollywood for a while and um that's where i was born and i would stop off at the stores on sunset boulevard and then pile up and then come home and eat till i passed out every night that's what the disease was like for me and um when i came into the rooms i got to i was as i said i was single i got to start doing fellowship with people and learning how, how to have relationships which i had not a clue how to do oh my god i had no clue oh do so, i want to talk about i just want to talk about recovery now because that's what i we're here for and As I said, I'm here to save my life. This disease wants to kill me. It wants to kill my spirit as well as my body. I have to be really mindful about what I do. on a daily basis here's what I do I um, wake up in the morning oh obviously I wake up in the morning and I I weigh myself next thing was my sponsor for many years I don't know if you know who she is I think she might have like 60 or 70 years absence at this point point. and um, she was my sponsor for years and she said be accountable you weigh yourself in the morning so that's what I do and everybody has their own way of doing things but that's what I do but um, I just like to see what happens because I can't tell by my jewelry and I can't tell by my jeans some days my jeans are tight and I've lost weight whatever Knows pounder to uh, one way or the other. Um, so I just weigh myself and then I see a number and then that's it. So I, I stay accountable that way. And then I go into my office and I um, write. And what I write is to my sponsor, who so I am. I am sponsored by somebody that is a hundred pounder, and that she doesn't have experience. She's single, so she doesn't have experience in marriage stuff. So I go to other people for that. But she has experience in maintaining over hundred pound weight loss. So that's who I want to talk to every day about maintaining my hundred over hundred pound weight loss. So I um, I write and here's what I do as I say good morning oh, I'm not going to say her name um, here's my weight I, I report my weight and then I tell her what I ate yesterday and what I'm going to eat today I tell her what my absence is what my abstinence date is and I thank God for that because my absence is a gift from God and everybody can have it if they decide to have it but it's a gift from God I've decided to say thank you God and take the gift and everybody gets to do that if they choose to it's a choice so I've chosen to say thank you to God and I say thank you every day the most important thing in my life is my abstinence so I, um, and then I write a tenth step and I answer questions I do was I resentful and I'm always resentful because people don't do what I want them to do darn it so I there's always a resentment it's like it's my, my sponsor pointed out to me she said it seems like people disappoint you a lot I go I do I just you know somebody doesn't act nice or whatever it's disappointing to me and I, I should not have expectations but I do and so I get disappointed so I write about it I don't want to act out on it I did act it out for too many years so I write down my resentments and I do like a little mini fourth step from the big book I do do I resent the cause what it affects in me my part in it and what God would have me do and then I go to the next question. What were my challenges? Hello? You know? Challenges. I look at the news. I have a challenge right there. <laughs> so I, I have to, I have to do my writing. Cause I, you know, for me writing is it. You know, writing is like it gets it all out on paper. I don't have to hurt myself or other people. So I get it all out and I say all my challenges. You know, so and so brought, I, one challenge is constantly my husband and I I've been there with my husband for over 20 almost 21 years now and um, one challenge we get, we're in couples groups and I'm in different groups of women I'm in prayer groups two of them and we have potluck so people are always trying to find a kind of flower that I can eat laughter I'm not kidding. We're having a couples group tonight at my our house, and I know that one man. He he wants to find a flower that I can eat. So every month he brings a flower that he thinks I'm going to be able to eat. And I explain to him I do not eat flour. It doesn't matter if it's colored or purple or colored red or doesn't really matter. I don't eat flour of any kind. I don't I don't negotiate this disease. I can't I don't can't afford to negotiate with this disease. It'll win every time. And every I, I swear to God he will be. Here tonight, figuring out some other kind of flower that I could, that he thinks he means well. He doesn't know, he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand that, um, you know, this is, this is uh, you know, I just don't do that. So, this is a challenge. So, I get to write about it because I know it's going to happen tonight. It happens every month when we get together. And he's a nice man. He's just trying to be a, you know, Jewish mother. He's not even Jewish, but he's a Jewish mother. So, what I get to do is um, just like spank him. And if I didn't write about it, I'd be, I would be down his throat. Because I have done that before in my past. I'm down people's throats don't you know who I am blah 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 all that stuff so this way I get to say oh thank you no so I could show up like a lady and not like a monster that I would feel like if I wasn't doing the writing that's the second question what are my challenges so the third question is is um, I was thinking I write everything I'm thinking oh my god my co sponsor she has to read all this stuff but anyway she doesn't seem to mind I don't mind reading other people so I guess we all help each other so anyway I was thinking and then what could I have done better yesterday so I get to look at that and um, do I only apologize what's my unfinished business so I have a, I have three step kids and they're all in their 40s so they're all adults and um, the middle one I have I have issues with you know we just yeah, I have issues so I'm in therapy to figure out how to deal with it in a loving way because I don't want to do what I used to do and be mean so I have issues with, with her she's not going to ever hear this podcast but so I get to I get to work on it I get to work on it in therapy and then write about it I write about my unfinished business with her and I just write that all unfinished business whether whatever it happens to be it's like a to-do list almost and then I um, and then I write then I, I do all that and then I write from um um, oa or aa literature if I take a paragraph from I'm in a book that I don't think it's approved by aA but it is a book but it's on step six and seven so I write from that book right now I'm right I've done it 12 times already I'm on my 13th it's different every time I write because every time I write um, I believe that my spiritual life is like a spiral that goes up so I'm in a different place every time we all are you know if we if we're if we're on a spiritual path so I write on um, this book and I write down it talks about the principles of our program and how our defects are the opposites of the principles of these programs. So um, I could work. I could write on my anxiety and my um, my spielkas. My my anxiety, and I could write about my 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 serenity. So that's what I write about every day right now. That's what I'm doing. Writing about my anxiety versus the principles of the program. So you know, judgment versus acceptance, all that stuff, and it just really gets me open my eyes about who I am and how I want to show up in life. So um, anyway. I don't know my timing here. Okay, so oh my God. Okay, so so okay, so I write I write on that. So I write pages every morning, but you know it takes me maybe 20 minutes. But I have I could be eating 24/7 because I've done that before, or I could write this 20 minutes half hour. I get to choose. So um, I choose to have recovery. Um, so the, the you know the, the 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 steps are really important because I am powerless over certain foods. I don't know. I have not eaten flour or candy or chips in oh, 17 years, and I haven't binged in 29 and a half years but you know I um, I came in at age 37 and I'm 66 now so I have gone through menopause I've gone through being 60 and my, met- my husband took me to the Caribbean for my 60th birthday it was really neat we did a lot of water sports and stuff like that he's very athletic so we did a lot of water sports and then when we got on the plane we left my metabolism there so my metabolism is still in the Caribbean so I have to exercise more and eat and really watch it more than I ever had to do before and maybe one day I'll I'll go back and get my metabolism but right now it's like there so I have to really I have to really be careful it's like I've never been as careful as I am now with with what I eat it's amazing and it's necessary because it is what it is you know and I can't fight that so um, anyway so but it tells me that I am powerless over food and if I ate it my life would be unmanageable that's what it tells me and then it tells me in step two that I could know that God could restore me to sanity and I think God's restored me to sanity in this area because it talks about the big book that we we recoil like from a hot flame there's not there's nothing that can make me eat my alcoholic foods there's nothing there's nothing in this world that could happen i went through the earthquake in 94 and lost my condo i had five years abstinence and i stayed abstinent during it thank god for some of the people in oa they helped me gather my stuff together and find a house to buy and move into and that's this is how god works in my life i was mad at god for my, for, for, i lost my condo my beautiful condo in studio city i was so mad at god i was at the gym one day and um oh that scared me to death I was in the gym one day and I was working out and I was really angry and this lovely lady went up to me and said why are you so angry and I said because God God destroyed my condo I have to go find a new place to live and she said God didn't do that that's God that's that's people's will not God's will but he didn't build it right and it didn't hold up on an earthquake it really helped me because I was I what I got to see was I was so mad at God and God could take it because God kept giving me gifts as I'm, like, yelling at him. I'm yelling at God, and God's giving me gifts. So what when, when God gave me was, is I found a house um, in Valley Village, where I live now, and who lives across the street but my future husband. And he had been, when I bought the house, he was going through a divorce. I never met him before, before um, he, when he was married. And he was going through a divorce. He had three kids in college, and one day his youngest daughter comes home from college and borrows my hair blower. She said she forgot. She, not, she came to my, I was outside doing something around the house. She said, may I please borrow your hair dryer? I left mine at college. I said, of course. You want to come in and blow your hair dryer? She goes, no, I want to take it home, and I'll, I'll bring it back. Well, she never returns stuff still to this day. What <laughs> But that night he did. He returned it and I got to meet him and you know, he's now my husband. You know, we we found this what we did is we had nothing in common, but we had, um, we had, um, wants. We had our to do, our wants list, our wish list were each other's. Like, he, we, he came in the house that, that, mor- that day, that evening when he brought back the hair blower and he said, What did you do today? And I said, I went to the opera. And he said, I've always wanted to go to the opera. And he wasn't lying. And then I said, What did you do today? And he said, I went hiking. I said, I've never hiked. I would love to learn how to hike. So we, what we did is we, we, we found each other so that we could, um, both have, we don't. It's stupid to say we complete each other, but we, we complete each other's wish list. <laughs> That's what we do. So it was really kind of neat, and God did this. So I, I dated, you know, in program and all that, and I just said, God, you're going to find the man, my, you know, that I'm supposed to be with. I didn't have, because I didn't have dreams, because being a couples over eater, I was just like, before I program, I didn't have any dreams, but I didn't learn to have dreams about weddings and family and things like that. It just happened. God just kept putting things in my life that, that I was supposed to have. I I don't have any preconceived ideas. God does. So I just let God take it over. So anyway, so I met him and we started dating, and we've been married for 17 years now. And um, well, figure that's just like that's God doing for me what I could never have done for myself, you know. And I I got a a relationship sponsor because I didn't know how to do this. I didn't know how to date my future husband. I kind of figured it was going to. I didn't know it was going to be my husband, but I knew it was going to be special because he's a special man. So I um, I had to learn how to how to do this. So I learned. Anyway, so I. did all this absolutely? And how much time do I have left? Like two seconds? Okay. Well anyway, so now I get to every day get up and oh speak at meetings, go to meetings, use the tools. I have phone calls, I have fellowship, I do service. I'm a treasurer of our Sunday morning meeting in OA um, in the Valley in Studio City. I um, I use the tools and I um, I just have a it's a it's a good life and I get to choose. Do I want to have a good life or do I want to go back to the food? Go back to the food, I die. I die spiritually, emotionally, physically. Everything about it kills me. So I've made a decision every day to go forward and do God's will. And it talks about that. The AA 12 and 12 is very clear. Either I do God's will or my will. I can't choose. You know, in the big book, it talks about God is everything or God is nothing. And I get to choose. I get to choose what God's will is for me. And that's to be happy, joyous, and free. And I get to be happy and joyous and free of my food obsession. And I get to drink tea. I didn't have breakfast this morning. That's a miracle. You know, because I came here and I'll do it later. But it's just a miracle that this program works if I work it. And it's not going to work if I don't work it. So I take the 20 minutes a day, I do my work, and then I could be absent all day. Or. I've seen other people choose not to do it because they don't have that 20 minutes. But they 24-7, they're eating, and then they complain about it. Because I get the phone calls, and I just choose my, my former, which is I do my work. I stay abstinence. I have my life, and this program works if I work it, and I'm working it. And I encourage everybody to work it because it's so much easier than being in the disease. Amen. Can I say amen? Can I hear an amen from everybody? It's so much easier working this program than, than being in the disease. Thank you for letting me speak. Oh, this is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions opinions of the leaders are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself if we're being recorded. Please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. If being recorded, please restate the question. Okay, anyway, who would like to ask anything? Thanks. Hello. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Uh, what's, what's the first question? Is there a question for the first one? Okay. The first question was, I'm supposed to repeat it, was, was um, when pulled to alcoholic foods, what do I do? First off, when I work with anybody new, I, um, I read the doc- I have them read the doctor's opinion, we go over it. It's in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It talks about how we have obsession of the mind and allergy of the body. So if I don't feed my allergy, the obsession eventually goes away. And what I do is I make a phone call. There's something going on usually that trigger would trigger me. So I make a phone call, I write. There's something going on. And I I know for myself in the beginning, I didn't even go to Thanksgiving dinners with other people. I only went with OA people. I could not be around people. I could not be around food for a while, like the first couple years. So I would have Thanksgiving at my house with OA people. I just didn't put myself in situations. It talks about that in the big book until I was strong enough. But I never, we don't give in to our alcoholic foods and the obsession, the craving goes away. It's a physical craving and it's also a a habit. I would not feed the tiger. I would never feed the tiger. That's in the cage. I would reread the doctor's opinion, telling me I have an allergy to the body. I would I would know this. I have an allergy to the body. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feed the allergy. And I would make a phone call. I would write. I talk to my sponsor. Go to more meetings. Go with fellowship with people. Don't go to buf- you know. I personally wouldn't. I didn't go to buffets in the beginning at all. You know. Now I love them because I get to pick what I could have and stuff like that. But in the beginning, I just took care of myself. And the second question was I do I do around 20 minutes to a half hour in the morning. I'm a practitioner. At my church, is, I'm Jewish, but it's non-denominational. I'm a practitioner, so I pray with people whenever they call me, and I go there and I pray with people. So my spiritual life is um, just during the day, all the time. But um, as far as like, and then I, I I'm on the phone with people. Not that it's not that much. I, I might somebody might call me on the way back. I, I live in the valley, so they might call me and get outreach call, or I might make an outreach call. I go out to lunch maybe with an OA fellow once a week or so, something like that. So, but. I, helps me when I was new I was single and I was like in meetings 10 meetings a week I went to meetings but I didn't want to eat and I didn't know what else to do but I did not put myself in situations that were going to tempt me now there's nothing to tempt me but it takes work you know it takes a foundation to build that but it's possible it's totally possible I know people that you know have lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for all the time so I'm not I'm not an anomaly did that help you call me and I will talk more I'd love to talk with you hi Yes, I can. That was lovely. So I am going to share what my relationship with my higher power is. I call God. Um, so when I first came into OA, the only time I ever said the word God was, God, I don't want to do this again after I binged. <laughs> after I, I would Before I passed out every night, because I passed out from eating too much every night in my, le- in my last parts of this disease, I would say, God, I don't want to do this. That was my only relationship. So when I came into OA, I got to have a clean slate. And the first thing somebody, my sponsor did is say, read page 53 where it says God is everything or God is nothing what will you do? What will you choose? I thought well if God is nothing I'm in trouble because I, I could get myself up to 400 pounds so I better just do something different. So I figure, God is everything what do I do? So what she had me do is go to lunch with God once a week in a restaurant and bring my pad of paper and my pencil and have a conversation like you're having it with a friend but have it with God. I would do that every week I would go to a restaurant and I would write to God and God would talk back to me and we started a relationship. And then I would go that's what happened. That's how it started. I would go to the log cabin in the mornings and Doris and Jean were there. They were two ladies that are no longer on this earth. They're still in my heart. I believe that their spirits are still here. Um, and what they would what what I would do is just kept asking them. They were old timers. They were old and old. They're probably my age now. I don't know, but they were old to me then. And they I would just say what's God's will? What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? And then I found out figured out for myself years later God's will for me is to be happy joyous and free it's not to be a prisoner of my disease so I have to work my program in order for it not to be you know not to but what I do is I have a relationship with God I told you about my time in the gym where this lady said um it wasn't God's will for my count me to lose my condo, it was probably somebody that wasn't doing well that built the condo. I can't be mad at God anymore. So then I got to just accept God's gifts, which is a nice home, a nice husband, whole, the whole shot, you know. And three Mercedes in the garage. Now, who would ever have ever thought of this? I was a, you know, I just, like, I weighed almost 300 pounds. I didn't hope for such stuff. God kept keeps, keeps pouring on gifts to me. And pouring on gifts of family and friends and abstinence, which is the biggest gift. So, um, as I, as I, anytime I go through, wherever you, oh, Anytime I go through anything in life, as I remember what God has given me, I go in the past and I think, God got me through this. God will get me through this. This happens to be, and I keep growing my relationship with God. Because my base for everything is my abstinence. If God could give me abstinence, God could do anything. And I know that, so, I, you know, and I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'll take advantage of that. I'll, I'll take what he could give me. And I do, with open arms. So, did that help? Yeah, so, anyway, hello. Mm-hmm. Yay. you. Day. So, so um, I have a sponsor. Sunday, I have a plan for dinner. My first time going out. That's mm-hmm. <coughs> my Your question. Morning. Is my question is, can you give me some help for <laughs> that day? I understand higher power. I'm Jewish. Right. Can you give me some help now yes, I can. I like it. Just Mike Um, Welcome. My first, my first. I I came into OA on a Monday. I got a sponsor on a Tuesday get a sponsor before you leave this room. That's what I would suggest because I go over this this kind of stuff with my sponsor and what I do is before I go to a restaurant I I go online and look at the menu and I make a decision I don't open the menu. Me, that's porn. (laughs) That's like porn for for other people. I look at a menu and that's like looking other people looking at pornography which I don't know I don't really do that. So I don't don't look at the menus. I know exactly what I'm going to order and what I do is let's say I don't know what restaurant I'm going to go to I just text my sponsor I email my sponsor in the morning when I tell her what food I'm going to eat. I email her a protein and a vegetable. That's what I eat. Oh, so, um, anyway, and then I text her from the restaurant exactly what I'm going to eat once I know what restaurant be, and what restaurant I'm from. And there's times when I send her a picture on the on the on the thing. I don't. I, that's what I do. I was at Brent's Deli for the first time the other day, and I sent her a picture of my lunch because oh, I just wanted to show her what I was eating. Um, I don't do this alone. This is not a alone program. I got myself into trouble with food alone. I had have to get a sponsor and work the program, and I don't do anything alone. I just don't do it alone. So that's my biggest thing is there's a list going around. Call somebody or, or just stop somebody here and just say, will you sponsor me? Will you, will you? Can I take your food? Can you tell me? Help me through tomorrow. Just do that. It's a one day at a time program. Get a plan together. That's what I would do. That's what I do. I still do it today. I I didn't know what restaurant I was going to go to Thursday night, so I I texted her from the restaurant what I was going to eat. That's what I do because I want to be abstinent more than I want to be in the food. I do not want to be back in the food. No only way to do that is to do some planning get it. and I, I need to work the steps so I could heal what makes me want to overeat in the first place and you're not alone you're here welcome I'm so glad you're here yes can I talk about how food is a fix just like drugs or alcohol are for other people that are in that, in that realm food is a fix and wh- that's why I plan my food I plan my food I send it to my sponsor so I don't get to do that kind of behavior I don't get to say oh I'm going to have a little bit of this or a little bit of that because it's not on my list, I'll text her if I choose to choose um, to change things. But I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't afford to be um, thinking that. Oh my God, I'm nervous. I'm going to go eat. I can't do that. I could go write. So I want to give a, somebody in, about a years ago in a in, in a meeting said that what she would do is she would put a pad of paper and pen in her kitchen cupboards. She would put them in the freezer. She would put them everywhere. So when she went to go looking for a fix, she would instead write. So that's what I learned to do. I did that for a while. I would learn to write because there's something going on if I'm, if I'm going to want to eat what I'm not supposed to eat or at times when I'm not supposed to eat it. So therefore, I, I, I have a plan, and that's what I do is I have a plan so that I don't do that stuff. And it works. What's that now? Oh, five. That's No, I, I do resentments 1st Oh, what, what what do I do in the morning for a 10th step? That's what was the question. Okay. I write down resentments, and then that's right from the big book. Who I resent, the reason, the cause, what it affects in me, my part, and what God would have me do. It's my challenges. And it's usually from the day before. I write in the morning, because that's what I do. I don't like going on the computer at night and going in the office at night. So I go in the morning and do that. What my challenges? I was thinking, and then I just let it rip, whatever that is. Um, do I owe any apologies? What could I I've done better. Um, what's my unfinished business? There's, there's a longer list, but some of them don't even apply to me. It's like, what it was my spiritual practice? Well, I, I'm a practitioner at my church. I, I have, a, I have a, so I don't want to keep answering what I do every day for that. So I don't put that down. And I, we could talk, and I could give. I'll go through. I'll, I'll go through. I'll tell you every single one. So that's what I do every day, and it doesn't take as long as 24/7 of eating takes. So it's just so much easier than doing the eating part. So yeah, that's what I do. Thank you for asking. Do yes. so I handwrite or type? I have written. On toilet paper, I have written. I have done everything. I type now because I, I email it to her, so I type it. But I do it. That's that's what counts. I don't really think it matters. I remember being so mad at people when they're late. I get really because I'm OCD, so I like everybody to be on time. I never. I would meet somebody before a meeting years ago, and she would always be late. So I would get so upset that I would go into the bathroom of the restaurant, and I would write on the toilet paper. Well, I would take it off the, off the roll, I would write it on the toilet paper because I didn't want to eat. I don't even know if we had. So I didn't have a cell phone 30 years ago. I don't think I. I don't know if I did, but I couldn't. I, didn't, I don't think I did. So it wasn't like I could call somebody. So I would write. It doesn't matter what I write on because people are always looking for the right, the correct pad, the this or that. It's not about that. It's about doing the doing. It, it doesn't really matter what I write on at this point some people say it has to be by hand I don't find that to be the truth I, I find that I have to do it that's all I have to do so that's me I don't know other people have different experiences but that's me hello yes <laughs> When I weigh myself every day, is that a that's a ga- is that a gauge to recovery? It's just a, when I weigh myself every day, it's just a gauge. It Keeps me accountable. That's all it does is It keeps me accountable. It's never going to be what I want it to be. Birth weight would not be what I want it to be. It would never ever ever be the right number ever. But I know that you know I know that I just know that. So what it is is this is what my doctor tells me it should be. I can't I don't have a clue. So the doctor tells me if I'm fine or not, and then I argue with her by the way. I argue. She goes, you're just like doing great. Look at that, you're just like perfect, exactly right. And I go, you're crazy. Are you sure you're a doctor? We have a good relationship yeah. back up. I go, you're, you're out of your mind. You must be crazy. So I used to have um, my doctors tell me I'm morbidly obese, and now she's telling me I'm fine. And I, you know, it just is what it is. I don't. I, I just write it down and report it. It's never going to be the right number for me. I don't know other people, maybe yes, but not for me. But I'm grateful, and you know, I'm grateful that I'm, you know, that I'm in the recovery. It's just, it's just, it's just a gauge for me. Something I do when I have Chinese food, I'm up a pound. When I don't, I'm not. That's just the way it is. It's like, you know, I think that in in the disease or in recovery, I don't. I had to learn how to be human. I don't know how to do that before. Had to be perfect or didn't want to play the game, which is not. That's not human. Human is like, you know, if I have Chinese, I will. I watch what I do. Don't do that very often, maybe once every few months, that it's gonna be up a pound then it goes away in a couple days and then I get on with my life. oh so, and it's all um reported, all reported, no secrets. So that's the way it is for me. That help? Okay. How's our time? Anybody want to ask a question? Yes, ma'am. You're still here. You said you're going early. Yes I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving during the secretary now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie. <laughs>